0: What is up everybody, we are back with another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com and it is the final of the three nights of PFL pay-per-views for 2022, it's Professional Fighters League 9 2022, the playoffs, coming to you from the, the famed even Copper Box Arena in London, England on August 20th of the earlier, our Year of the Lord 2022, um, and do you know what? It's been a pretty good year for uh, for the PFL so far. I'll probably do you know, a recap of that before the, the finals come on and, and go through it. I did a recap of the regular season already, and we'll talk about this again when all the fights are through. But uh, it's obviously a big time for PFL and a very interesting time for PFL. You know, moving into Wales and London, and you know, my side of the world. Hopefully, we'd be, uh, we have an Irish card before too long. And there's Irish guys sign, and we see some English people. Actually, heard a couple of rumors of a couple of of names as well. Maybe by the time this video comes out, they might be official. But you know, they're looking. Obviously, they're looking at the the big name, up and coming English. Uh, and Irish prospects, I suppose, like, obviously, Brendan Locknan has been there for a while. Will Fleury, Nathan Kelly, Ben Ellis, and others as well. And obviously, um, uh, they're looking at maybe the... The names that have been around for maybe longer, even like Sam Miles Price fighting in the upcoming car, but others as well. So I'm sure we'll see some of them maybe signed to PFL uh, before their next uh, few fights, and maybe we'll see announcements of upcoming dates and stuff like that as well. So it's a very interesting time for PFL worldwide, but for my uh, my side of the world, it's it's a, a big big time for the for the PFL and very very interesting. Obviously, Wales uh, last week and England this week as well. Um, It'll be interesting to see how. Like It'll be interesting to see how it all works, because uh, you know the the, the the smart cage when it's eh, the 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 graphics on screen. It's, it's all it's all very American, really. You know, and, and for it to come over to this side of the world, I suppose. You know, that's the thing obviously we saw and we will see going forward. But I'll talk about maybe in the uh, in the full preview or the full review even of uh, the playoffs and of the of the season itself. Uh, but let's talk, I suppose, a, a little bit about uh, about this card. Um, this week, we have the playoffs with the women's lightweights and the men's featherweights as well. We have some, obviously, some local talent also on the card and a few of the people who were on um, PFL's regular season and are getting another chance here. Let me tr- run you through some of, um, uh, I suppose, some of the undercard fighters first and some of the fights there. Uh, we have... Uh, and as a record this as well I, I, I've heard rumours there are like one or two fights to be added so maybe by the time this comes out there'll be one or two further but keep an eye obviously on Let's gets updated all the time um, Louis Sutherland kicking it off in a heavyweight fight uh, against Abraham uh, uh, Babley Babley is one and all, fighting out of Manchester top team um, he made his debut back last year but he's a very good amateur record as well 4-0 and as um as an amateur but that Manchester top team have uh, you know there's a pretty good gym there I think Davy Grant trains a little bit out of there Leroy Murphy and others as well so that's uh, you know that's a a pretty pretty good gym there Um, Louis Sutherland more experienced in uh, as a heavyweight he has fought uh, four times and he's 4-0 with uh, all four KOs uh, in the first round there and one uh, amateur uh, win uh, as well so that's an interesting one to kick off the card Uh, um, Ali Taleb, uh, 7-0 and uh, in the bantamweight division. Then I see a few bantamweights. We talked about that last week and the week before as well, I believe. A few bantamweights coming up, but he's uh, a Swedish fighter. Um, as I said, 7-0 made his debut back in 2019. And obviously, you know, during the pandemic between um, August 2019 and March uh, 2021, he'd only, you know one fight in both of those days but one fight in the middle as well so in, in 2021 he had uh, three fights and it's going to be his third fight of 2022 as well which is a lot of experience i suppose in a in a very very short time uh a lot of amateur experience as well fighting since back in 2015 there um his opponent is out of sweden kenji bortezello uh whose name i absolutely butchered there um, he is eleven and four with a good bit of experience. He's fought uh, Luca Ivine, who I, I suppose people would know his name from uh, the scene around here. Made his debut all the way back in 2013, so he's been around for uh, for a long while. Um, five submission wins there, two knockouts in his eleven wins. Been knocked out four times as well. And I suppose when you look at um, at Taleb's uh, record. For four knockouts in his seven fights, he would probably be looking for that, I'm sure, here uh, on the weekend. Um, there's some up-and-comers then, kind of, on the card as well. Uh, Teo Adunjo against uh, Magnus Iverson, um, and Dakota Diceva in the flyweight division against Hasna Geber. Um, Diceva, I suppose, is a-, a name maybe you'd know as well. Um, she is... You know, I heard a lot about her coming through. Find out a Manchester top team as well. She fought over in UAE Warriors and the local Cage Steel show uh, in the UK as well. She only made her debut back uh, in uh, 2011. She's fought, um, she's actually win over Shauna Bannon. And uh, that's where I, I have heard of her from. Shauna Bannon is now signed for Invicta. She was, uh, you know, I work over in Severe and May as well. She was the Severe and May Irish Amateur of the Year uh, in, uh, in 2020. You know, despite that, you know, she came through and I think she won five amateur fights or something like that. After that, so uh, sorry in twenty twenty one, even uh, she you know she had a baby shortly after that, and she came back and she had a, so she's had a great uh, win. But she's very very talented, and the fact that uh, Diceva has beaten her you know tells a lot. So she's definitely a very very good prospect to keep an eye on. on you know she has beaten some of the best up and comers, I suppose already. So a good sign in there. For uh, for the PFL, um, Simeon Paul as well is another name you've heard of. He's fighting uh, Nemanja Uvaric. Um, Paul is fighting out of the Titan Gym. Um, he is uh, he's six and all uh, with five finishes, three knockouts, uh, two submissions. Um, you know his opponent, I suppose eleven and five fighting out of Serbia. Uh, I don't wouldn't know him maybe as well, but he's on a, a five-fight win streak. Um, Having made his debut all the way back in 2010, so a lot more experience. He's fought in, uh, fought uh, Bojan Vlajovic, who's uh, been in the UFC and other places. Uh, if I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's fought in the PFL a good a good few times, and he has been in the UFC as well. Fought Darren Till amongst others as well. So that's a big move forward uh, for Simeon Powell in his career. Um, you know that titan uh fighter gym as well a, 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 a pretty good gym so we'll uh we'll see how he gets on in that one as well uh and then we come maybe to the the higher up fights um short austin is fighting sophie and bocachew um i i i was looking at through the card there last night i was like sophie and Bakachu why do i know that name and i looked up i was like oh yeah that's why i know that name. uh he's been fighting around for for a long time but he hasn't he hasn't come across my radar in a while he's been fighting out, out in uh, UAE warriors there but uh, I suppose he's probably best known if you're tuning in here from uh, the United States. He fought uh, Rug Rug, uh, in um back in 2019 and uh, lost that fight. And it was the big win, you know, for for Rug, Rug and really kind of... Uh, Put him, put him on the stage, I suppose. Before that, he'd fought Tom Aspinall, so that's two tough fights in a row. He fought Aspinall in February and Rug, Rug in, in December. But he's a, you know, he's a very, very good fighter. I thought it was a good test at the time for Rugrug, Rug, you know, um, four submissions and his nine wins, three decisions, one won by, uh, one won by TK. What's the, there's an other in there as well. Like, what's that other? I need to, I need to find that out now. Oh disqualification. Okay, he won by Fishuk in uh, <laughs> in UARS, but. You know he's he's a big, tall, long six foot three guy, um, and he's fighting Stuart Austin here. Honestly, I, w- I would pick him to win this fight against Stuart Austin. Stuart Austin, as well, has, fo- has also fought uh, and beaten Tom Aspinall. Uh, so, uh, that's uh, <laughs> you know, that's an interesting, one. but that was back in 2015 at Bama by uh, by a submission. Oh, I think Tom Aspinall has got him got his black belt since then, if I'm not mistaken, hasn't he? But you know. He's fought a lot of guys. He's fought Johnny Walker and Dalshelli Gambula and others as well. But his last two in a row in PFL, he's only two in PFL. He's lost them to in Ferreira in thirty-one seconds and Bruno Capilosa in four minutes twenty-four. Now, there's an argument that those two lads are, you know, the two best heavyweights, if not, you know, two of the two of the top three. Um, so there's no shame, I suppose, in, in losing those fights, but. um I would I would favor back at you in that fight. I haven't seen him now in in a couple of years, but I do like him. I think he's a good fighter. He's a good style and I think he'll have a like Stuart Austin He's not the best striker in the world. When the fight gets to the ground, you know, he's a good wrestler. And if he can get it to the ground, he's good there. But uh, I think uh, I think he'll have problems on the feet. Uh, but look, this is this is a start of the fight as well. It could go out to the ground. Both of them like the fight in the ground. And if it does go there, it probably will be fun. So let's uh, let's maybe hope that happens for the sake of the fight uh, itself in, in this one. Uh, then we've Martin Held versus... Uh, actually, before that as well, there's... Um, Alexis uh, Sivac, his opponent here in Turlock isn't here yet, maybe by the time this comes out, he'll be there, but he's 9-1 and one fighting out of Riga and Latvia, uh, a very, very good prospect it looks like, um, Hasn't lost since 2017 Has been on a good run uh, Fighting You know Around the Around the Baltics I suppose you would call it Hasn't fought now Since last September So this is a big opportunity For him uh, To get back uh, To get back in there As I said Seven and one Or sorry Nine and one Six knockouts Two submissions Only one fight Have gone to a decision So um, anyway, There's look the pfl if you look at there's guys in sweden guys in switzerland guys from ireland england wales being signed here it's a very interesting time you know we started off as the world series of fighting and it seems like it is a genuine world series of fighting now because there's lads from all over the world fighting here uh, and he's another one so that should be very interesting um then we've not held versus miles price which is uh you know a fantastic fight to be f- you could say a lot about Miles Price, but God almighty, this guy is taking hard fights. Martin Hell, Jeremy Stevens, last time, Anthony Pettis, the time before that, all since May. And you know, when Miles got into it, I was even talking to him before, I think, the Anthony Pettis fight. Was I it, it was after it. But a big question around Miles was would he be able to. You know, let, let's say he was fighting in the in the playoffs this week and then he was in the final, that would be four fights in the space of, what, eight or nine months or whatever it is, even less. I um, would he be able to kind of hold up to that, I suppose? Because before that Pettis fight, that was in May of this year, he hadn't fought since February 2019 against Peter Queeley when he won that, that fight, obviously the, you know, the, the top win of his career to date. Uh, and, you know, his injuries and other things as well, but Miles has answered all those questions, I think, and he's gone back. Now, he's lost both fights, and the Pettis one was, was pretty cramping. So he made a very bad mistake to start off the fight, ended up on bottom, and Pettis ended up uh, choking him, but Jeremy Stevens, that was a split decision loss, and I think most people actually had that fight Fight for Miles' Price. I had it for him. Okay, call me a bit biased, because I'm Irish, but I think, if you look at the betting odds, just as that fight was in, and I think it was like minus 500 or something. Very close fight. I'm not saying it was a robbery or anything like that, but... I scored it for miles, I think most people actually scored that fight for miles as well, so um, he could easily be one and one, you know, with a win over Jeremy Stevens coming out of this, and now he's fighting Martine Held, if he beats Martine Held as well, that's that's a very good run uh, that, that he's on here, despite, you know, what, what it looks like maybe on paper. Um, for Held, it hasn't been the best year, if we're being honest, you know, he beat uh, Nathan Schultz, uh, at the start of the year, lost in Internazionale. Sorry, beat Internazionale last year. Lost in An- Nathan Schultz this year, and lost to Aub-Mercier, uh this year as well, both by unanimous decision. Um, it's always bad as well when you've beaten a guy already and then you lose to him. Um, and I think that. <laughs> That, that's a very it's a very interesting one because there's a lot of talk now in PFL about kind of you win you'll get another chance you lose and you're kind of gone home for Martin Hell the guy who's been there now has been there for two years um, it, He is a lad as well who fought in ACB ASA fought in the UFC fought in Bellator obviously now in the PFL and loads of other places as well I think he's the type of guy who's kind of happy maybe he, he might be even happier to be out of PFL and find somewhere else you know he get lots of opportunities in Eastern Europe and stuff as well so, but I'm very interested to see uh, where he goes and what he does after this win or lose uh, it's an interesting fight though you know uh, Miles Price I suppose he showed his wrestling chops in that fight with Jeremy Stevens, but he also showed he's good on the feet. Um, and I think I think they're very similar type of fighters. Uh, in in that they're well rounded, with maybe no massive advantage in either area. Now, Martin Held is a very, very good submission artist. And I think if he gets in dominant positions on the ground against anyone, not just Miles Price, I think he'd probably be favored to, uh, to get the submission. But Miles is shown if he gets on top of anyone, he can dominate that position and land lots of shots. He's probably favored to win rounds there with one takedown and maybe a bit of control. So uh, a very, very interesting fight. Um, I'd be be a bit biased here with my Irish flag up and I'd pick Miles Price to win this one because he kind of drew one of these wins. The performance against Pettis was not great. He showed glimpses and that didn't the performance against um, Stevens. It didn't start great but it got better and better and if he comes in here And fights better again, I think he might have enough, you know, I might have to know if he can get a couple of takedowns, if he can do well on the feet, you know, he might have enough here against Held, who mightn't be 100% his head in the game, whereas Miles Price is probably thinking, you know, I win this fight, I'm going to get back next year, and it's another massive opportunity, so he's a tall player here, I think, for Miles Price, and it's interesting, probably a big, he'll probably be a big underdog in here, but, you know, Miles Price is the type of guy who will win a big underdog fight at some stage. So maybe, maybe this is the one. Um, the uh, we'll move on and we we'll talk about the other fights here in a second. But uh, I, I'll give you my picks. I suppose for the other, for the other ones, and then we, we will go up and we'll talk about the uh, the playoff fights. I'll go for Price. I'll go for Bakadu, Um I probably go for Simeon Paul. Definitely go for DiCeva to win there as well. Um, I'll go for Odunju, maybe, to win. I'll go for Taleb, and I will also go for uh, Louis Sutherland to win there as well. Right, let's talk about the four playoff fights, and my favorite fighter in the PFL is fighting here, and that's Ryoji Kudo at Featherweight. He's fighting Boba Jenkins, and if you haven't seen Kudo fight, uh, he knocked out uh, Alejandro Flores. If anyone who watches the betting show will know I gave him uh, to win that fight. Um just a great another a great knockout he had a great performance against Brendan Lockdown as well there's probably there ha, I don't think there's been a more unlucky loss in MMA this year than his loss against Brendan Lockdown he almost knocked him down almost knocked him out in the first round barely lost the second round and then it went to a technical decision after what was a night poker uh, clash of heads or something like that in the third round and uh, like what was it Um, A a couple of minutes of the the third round were scored and Brendan Lachlan was just ahead there. So he just won the second, just won half the third. And ended up winning the fight, and Kudo lost because of that, even though he dominantly won the first. So maybe if we were in a place where 10-8s were were better handed out, maybe he would have won. uh, Or he would have drawn that fight or whatever. But yeah, either way, look, Brendan Loughran fought well and fought very well to come back from that. Even I think Brendan would probably agree with me when he says he was a little bit lucky with that one. And he would also agree with me, I think, and he has actually over on Twitter, that Kudo's a very, very good fighter. Really, really, really talented guy. He's a counter fighter, very fast, very powerful, good takedowns. The one issue he has here is he's a bit small. Um, he's a bit small against everyone, but I think especially against Bobby Jenkins, who's a big, strong guy, I would, uh, I haven't heard, but I would guess he cuts a good bit of weight. You know, Jenkins, a southpaw, he's a wrestler, he's out-wrestled, you know, good guys like Lance uh, in, in, that, in that division as well. Um... He he likes to jump in with his striking, which is a dangerous thing against a counter-striker like Kudo, but it is effective. He looks smoother and smoother every time he's in there. You know, I was actually talking to someone recently about kind of wrestlers transitioning over to MMA and, you know, with the the whole Bo Nickel thing last week and everyone said, I should be in the UFC. He's the next GSP, And I was like, well, you don't really know, do you? You know, maybe he will, or maybe he'll be the next Bubba Jenkins, who has had a good career, but, you know, he's not GSP. He's 18 and 5. Um and that that you know that can happen I actually think even though Bubba Jenkins is 18 and 5 now 34 years of age I think he's just finding himself as an MMA fighter right now and I think he has just kind of developed his style and he's looking better all the time but he's also 34 now and how long does he actually have left at that level but anyway that's I suppose a point for another day look he lost last year as I mentioned before he wrestled Lance Palmer but he lost last year to Chris Wade who we'll be talking about in a second he beat Kyle Bosniak this year uh, and Hinaldo Exim you know, two favourable enough matchups there, especially the Bosniak one. So this will be, I think, his, his real test, first of all, this year. Now, <laughs> it'll be interesting if it looks like a test here, to be honest, um, because a lot of people look at this and go, oh, he's got the easy hi- half of the draw. I I personally don't think so. And even if he does win this well, let's see. take, take Kudo down over and over and over. Uh, I still, I think that'll be a great win. I think that'll be a great win. I don't think people understand how good Kudo actually is. And... If this is turns into a striking match, if this turns into Boba Jenkins trying to come into uh, the pocket and land strikes on Kudo, I think Kudo will win that fight. I really do. I think he's really powerful. He hits really hard. He is dangerous. He is dangerous. And um, I'm I'm picking Kudo. I'm picking him again. I really believe in his ability. I think he's really really fantastic. I'd be interested to see the prices here. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he was a minus four or five hundred here. Honestly, now. I think that's wrong i think that's absolutely wrong but i don't care i'm or sorry plus four or five hundred um i'm picking him anyway i'm without a shadow of a doubt i'm picking him um we leave the uh, we'll talk about the other featherweight fight and then we talk about the two women's lightweight fights to to end it here uh, chris wade against Brendan lock is the other two then look we probably all know chris wade by now um throws a lot of kicks almost kicks more than he punches um that means a lot of time it turns into wrestling matchups. Not necessarily the case against Brendan Lachnan, but he's really strong. Um, he's a good striker, I would say, who's willing to draw more than his opponents most of the time. Now, again, will that be the case against Brendan Lachnan? I think it's very interesting. 34 years of age, he just is 30 at fight. Half of those have gone to a decision uh, that he has won, and seven more um, have gone to a decision that he has lost. So, you know, only seven of his 30 fights uh, 29 fights so far have gone to, uh, have finished inside the distance. That tells you a lot, I think, about where now. His last fight was one of them, I suppose, with a head kick and punches. So maybe there's uh, something has changed there. But look, he that was against Boznik. He beat Lance Palmer before that. Obviously lost uh, in last year's tournament to, to Kabulov. He's beaten Boba Jenkins. Uh, you know, he's wins over Aliyev and others like that as well. But he has lost to Nathan, Nathan Schultz a couple of times. He has lost to like, Rabs above. He has lost, you know, back in the UFC to Rustam Kavalov Islam Isla Makachev. But all the names I mentioned there... You know, you could say a lot of the most of those lads, especially, you know, the last couple are wrestlers, you know, and a wrestler, Brendan Locknan ain't, uh, you know, now he can wrestle. There's no doubt about it. But Brendan likes to strike, you know, Brendan likes to go out there um, and, and have a good, fun stand up match. Now, as we saw in the continuous series, if he needs a takedown to win a fight, he can absolutely get one. But this is a very interesting fight for me. I think look, I think Chris Wade will be trying to wrestle here. I think he'll be trying to get onto the legs of Lachnan early, take him down and win that fight on top. We saw that last year uh, with Lachnan in the playoffs that when um, Kabulov was able to get on top of him, he kind of struggled. a bit. now, I didn't think... It, when, when I say struggled, he struggled to kind of get back up. He didn't struggle in terms of... You know, landing loads or not landing himself and stuff. I actually thought he won that fight. It was a split decision. I thought, you know, I wasn't surprised it was a split decision. I'm not saying oh, It was rightly a split decision. That's not how judging works. But I thought Locknan landed the better. Kabalov did very, very little in that fight. Now Locknan has come back. He's had a tough fight. I mentioned against uh, Kudo. He's had a tough fight against Husik as well, wasn't he? His eye was closed up. It was wasn't it? That fight could have been stopped if we're being honest here. But one ended up winning a decision there. Now. Is Altman 100% fully fit I don't know is he 100% fully uh, you know in in um in form I don't think so either to be honest so this would be a massive win for him this is a tough test it really is a tough test, so I think he's going to have to fight well. I think he's he knows what Chris Wade is going to do here. I think Wade is going to wrestle him, uh, or try to wrestle him, and Lachnan has to stop that first and foremost and then win on the feed. Like, Wade, as I said, he lets his uh, strike and go. If Lachnan still has that kind of bad knee that he had in the first fight, didn't really show in the second fight, I suppose, but if he still has that bad knee... And he's kicking that leg all the time. That could be trouble as well for Locknan. But, you know, I'm going to pick Nan here. I might be showing my, uh, my um, what did my, my friend used to call it? The North Atlantic Archipelago bias here. I, I, it's not the British. It's the North Atlantic Archipelago. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Brendan, I'm picking Lachnan, but sure, I'll do it anyway. I think he will be able to stop a takedown. I think it'll be a close decision. And I think Locknan will be a little bit better on defeat and win it there. Now, <sighs> When I say a little bit better on the field, I think he would probably be a little bit better with his hands. And, um, you know, people are always giving out about leg kicks, maybe not being scored enough. Maybe that'll be one of these fights where we see that as well here. But uh, Lachlan can throw a few leg kicks as well. But this is probably... I, I think this is the closest in terms of matchup on this card. Um, I think Kudo Jenkins if Jenkins doesn't hold him down for 15 minutes could be a better fight but it's between I think probably the two of them these featherweight fights I'm really looking forward to them I don't know who will win either of them to be honest I really really don't so very interesting Um, let's talk about the the women's uh, lightweight fight then we have uh, Elena Kolesnik against uh, Larissa Pacheco um 7-4 7-4 Leschnik fighting out of Ukraine. Now she gave a great uh, speech and she had her flag and stuff after her last fight. She beat Vanessa Melo, beat Abigail Montes, who has a win over Clarissa Shields uh, before that. But I suppose, you know, if you look at her record, the loss before that was against Larissa Pacheco in the first round, who she's fighting here at the weekend. She's also, you know, it was the 4-4 the four, the four losses in a row, lost to Pam and Felicia Spencer over in Invicta and then in the PFL to Taylor Guardado as well. Um, look, it's probably going to go like that as well. She has, she's good hand, she can strike. She's looks like she has power. Four wins of her seven have been by knockout. But Pacheco has looked absolutely brilliant this season. And, you know, if Kelly Harrison wasn't there, she'd probably be a way out as the favourite. You know, she's won four in a row now one of which was Kalashnik last year. Um, she's beaten Gina F- uh, Fabian this year. Destruction in uh, in less than three minutes. Um, you know, she has a win over Sarah Kaufman, Carla Rosa and others as well. Obviously, was in the UFC back in the day, but she seems to have put on the weight better than most people, I think, to get up to 155, uh, which is very, very tough to do. And look, I think she'll win here again. She knocked her out in the first round in 2021 around this time last year maybe you know 13 14 months ago and i think that's what will happen again here to be honest i i just think pacheco is really fast and really powerful and too fast and too powerful i don't think the fight will necessarily hit the ground here i think it's going to be a stand-up match and i think pacheco will win that all day don't have too much of a read on it apart from that i just think she's she's the better fighter and i think she she will win it uh the same could be said for the main event. I think we will we will probably all agree with that. Uh, Kayla Harrison against Martina Jindrová. Do you know what? Watching tape on Jindrová, I really like her as a fighter. And if she wasn't fighting Kayla Harrison, I would be thinking like, "Ooh, this you know, this lady's very very good." She's fighting out of uh, ATT Zagreb, obviously out of uh, out of the Czech Republic. Six wins, two losses, or oh, submitted once, decisioned once, two knockouts, one submission, three decision wins. Um. But her hands are really good. I was looking at one of her fights, and they said she's like 49 wins as a Mai Thai and kickboxing practitioner, and it shows. Do you know what? She looks a bit like Kayla Harrison as well. You know, she has the bob in the hair, is that what it's called as well, similarly and things. Um, but she strikes a lot better than her, I'll put it to you that way. She's very, it's very hard. There's very, very good hands. I was watching her uh, contender series fight, uh, PFL, uh, sorry, challenger series fight against uh, jacqueline calvilcante she was to me she was very very impressive in that but also watched her two losses she got scaffolded last last november so god almighty if she's getting scaffolded last november she's now fighting kayla harrison yeah i wonder what's going to happen there i don't think that's going to end well if we're being honest but if she can keep the fight in the feet she can cause massive trouble for kayla harrison Keeping the fight on the feet against Kelly Harrison though is probably not gonna happen if we're being honest. And Kelly Harrison I look, Kelly Harrison in our last few fights has kind of <clears throat> played with her prey a little bit, I think you would probably say it. And has practiced maybe a little bit on the feet. Um I don't think she'll be practicing in this fight against Jindrova. I don't think that's the sort of fight you practice. Which she is. I was watching one of her older fights. I think it was uh, one of the fights she lost, and she fought at uh, sixty-eight kilos, which I believe is one hundred and forty-nine pounds. So, okay, that's not one fifty-five at lightweight, but it's not too far away. You know, some of the some of the women in this division have fought at one twenty-five or one, obviously one thirty-five, most of them. So, she is. You know, five foot eight as opposed to, to Kayla Harrison being five foot eight as well. So, so you know, as I said, she looks like her similar build, similar size, uh, maybe not as good of an athlete. Obviously, we know with Kayla Harrison, definitely not as good of an athlete, but I, I think if the fight can send a feature, she has a chance. But no, we all know Kayla Harrison, like 14 and 0, um, six KOs, 11 submissions, judo, Olympian, gold medalist, all of that. She's brilliant. But like, she hasn't been as good, maybe. Uh, in in the last one, now, Kaylin Young, I think, is a very good fighter, but she came in a short notice and she destructioned her, destructioned her. That's a new verb I've come up with. But she made tough work out of it against Marina uh, Mocicina before that and Taylor Guardado as well. Went nine minutes in that fight. But as I said, there was a little bit of playing with the parade there as well. Look, you're asking me for my pick here. It's obviously going to be Kayla Harrison. Uh, here's a prediction. I think she'll get punched. I think Jindrova will connect with her um, and uh, kill Harrison suddenly immediately probably push her against the cage, take her down. I could see an armbar maybe or something here. it would pro- uh, probably be a head and arm choke as well, or a head and arm throw as well. Jindrova has been knocked out or not, not taken down one of them before and a uh, scarf hold as I said. So yeah, that uh, that could happen here and I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. So yeah, that's my pick for that one. So i going for Harrison, Lachnan, Pacheco, uh, and kudo in the uh, in the playoff fights, but uh, yeah, it should be a good night of fights. And uh, it's interesting. Let me know who you're picking. Let me know who you're picking in the four playoff fights in the in the uh, comment section below here on YouTube. If you're listening, click subscribe. Go over to YouTube as well. Click subscribe. Uh, if you just want to listen to it, it's the Sherdog Radio Network uh, on all your uh, podcast. Um, Uh, apps and you'll able to see the Sheehan show here obviously Shillin and Duffy and all the rest of the great shows from SureDog as well shout out to John Branding and all the staff over at SureDog my name is Sean Sheehan from SureDog.com and I'll see you all next time